It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saturday Friends Club, your home for Saturday shows, podcasting, where we talk about things that are older and that we enjoy. Or make us sad. <laughs> or make us sad. It has been a continuation of several weeks of sadness, I'll agree. Yes. Uh, we didn't start as strong as we thought with All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah, that uh, got dark real fast. Uh, uh, it was yeah. it was kind of disappointing in yeah. ways, but yeah. it's my week, and I wanted to bring something good to the table. So something deliciously eighties, uh, deliciously so beautifully. Uh, a show that went on for a dan- for like fourteen seasons. I that sounds about right. This show, I'm sure, took like zero dollars to make. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much just like a clip show. Oh, um, they apparently like it's the kind of clip show that your grandparents watch to stay appropriately scared of minorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and young people. Oh yeah, well, and this show managed apparently managed to secure McConaughey. Yes, yeah, so uh, we're talking well, about like baby McConaughey. We're talking about unsolved mysteries. If for some reason, whatever you did not look at the episode title, <laughs> you just heard which clicking. good on you for jumping into the unknown. <laughs> I, I I appreciate and envy your bravery. You, Though. Who is this person? You it's a web- mystery. Please write to us at SatFriends yeah. on Twitter or follow our Patreon. Uh, please get in contact with us. Explain yourself. <laughs> they are a mystery as well. As well as <gasps> da, da, da. I see how you're like just wrapping <laughs> stuff around. Okay, none of us can remember the theme music, so we're just doing like music. <laughs> <laughs> just small <laughs> etudes here and there. Unsolved <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> This is a choose your own adventure episode of Saturday Friends Club. I decide to unsubscribe and turn it off. No, damn it. (laughs) Damn, they figured a way out. Turn to page 85, then throw the book away. (laughs) Uh, I actually did have a choose your own adventure book that was like the worst day ever. That was the title of it. And it would go from like such ridiculous things as like you being in a nuclear power plant uh, and then there's like radiation everywhere or you being abducted by aliens or you being like swept up by tornadoes and things like that, which yeah. is funny because they were all fears of mine. <laughs> yes, this is, this book sounds horrible for you. I was kind of terrible with uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books because I would read them like sequentially. <laughs> Sometimes, like it was my first time this through a book. Like, this is like a deeply experimental film that you're following. <laughs> this is like a yeah. This is like Memento. <laughs> so you, so you were like, what am I doing? Why am so, I running? Who's so you did it sequentially. Oh, I would go through it and like thumb to find all the endings and find like the best one, and then work my way backwards to try and figure out what was the right path. See, like I like to look at all of the pieces of the puzzle and then find the endings that I wanted. Uh, but like, it's definitely like, it's hard to explain to other people. I only ever remember doing like the Goosebumps ones. Hmm. Oh, no, I had, I think I had some, bra- I want to say they were branded Dungeon and Dragon as well. There was uh, apparently, a, according to other sources, I believe Wizards of the Coast holds the copyright to choose your own adventure. Or did I, at one time? Maybe. I, I do remember being, like, for other sources said that there is a Stayin' Alive Choose Your Own Adventure novel. Stayin' Alive. Like the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Stayin' Alive. I'm actually very curious. I'm I'm checking right now. This just goes to an Amazon page, but I was wondering if Scholastic still did choose your own adventure books. It does not appear so. Oh, you don't, can't order it with that weird like magazine thing that they gave you at school. <gasps> the which, little two page. Yeah, which you just it's an excuse to buy Garfield. I mean, there's a judging co- you right now. I know that the viewers can't see it, yeah, so I need to I articulate. Liked, I liked other things as a kid. There's Lasagna, a co- every day but Monday. T- tomorrow is Monday. Existentialist. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Have you seen the like Garfield without Garfield? Of course, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, 
Have you seen Lasagna Cat? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, have you have you have you watched some of the new ones? Uh, n- I've watched some of the new ones. Uh, we're choosing a very bad adventure right now. Yes. <laughs> Turn to page eighty six and watch all the shampoo. Yeah, just. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the, the Crawford one was my favorite. <laughs> All right, so I'm curious about this. Oh, we have a party foul. Mags <laughs> okay is there. Yep. They're um, exiting the podcast. All right, so uh, I have a little bit of a of pre of pre topic chatter, uh, which um, is m- my curiosity of what like supernat. D- do any of us believe in any supernatural stuff or spookies? No. Uh, Mags is yelling from the distance that she fears nothing. They fear nothing, sorry. Uh, I fear nothing supernatural. That's, that's, yeah. So, as previously discussed, I'm afraid of many things. If a ghost showed up, it'd be like, whoa, and like, <laughs> I'd probably be afraid of it, but like, I don't expect to run into a ghost. Yes. Um, I don't expect to run into a ghost. I don't believe in them generally, which is why it's kind of funny whenever there's just ghost shows on. It's just like, oh man, and it's just, I'm going like, Congratulations, this is 30 minutes of you just running around a house and turn on some lights. Stop it, you dummy. Yeah. Um, aliens, I believe so, but I don't believe the prevailing theory that they're just like hovering ar- above the planet going like, hmm, we should insert more probes. Sure, I, like, I, 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 I am willing to believe that there's other life out in the universe. I think that's perfectly plausible. Even, the, even like, I mean, data point of one, like, honestly, but, you know. Yeah, to to believe that we're that important for aliens just to come down and be like, we should shove things in these things. What's, what is? But not in- like important enough to talk to our leaders or go to no, any no, like no. concentration of people. Well, well but they but they already nowadays. are. They already are. They already bum, bum, have. Bum, 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 bum. They're controlling the well, signals. Well, I mean, we have a certain world leader who eats well done steaks with sides of ketchup. <laughs> that doesn't strike you as an alien. Sheesh. Can we aliens please jam whatever you want inside of him? <laughs> Consent is important even for terrible people. Uh, let's see. You I believe be space alien. I believe that there are conspiracy theories, but I don't believe that there are anything that are super like. I, I believe that there are conspiracy theories. Yes, <laughs> I believe that there are also conspiracies, but I don't think they're about contrails or making frogs gay. Um, oh, that's a big one. That, that's the gay agenda, like page three. Come on, it wasn't. A, maybe I have the old edition. <laughs> you, do, you need to replace that binder. <laughs> It we is, weren't supposed it is, to talk about that. It is I a Lisa. That was part of the pre-show that didn't get recorded. Also, it is Elisa Frank, so you know. Oh it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. No one will look inside. Very pretty binder. Uh, the um, um, as a, as a kid, like I used to be, uh, like really afraid of like home invasions, and I actually kind of can I lead into this show now. I mean, we can. Let me, uh, let me, uh, one thing I should pull up is the, uh, particular thing since Unsolved Mysteries is more or less like a clip show. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like America's funniest home videos, but like scariest. <laughs> but, but not funny or at home and or video, really. <laughs> right, but it's, it's, it's somebody who's sort of vaguely an authority figure. But Pat um, Sajak is still there. <laughs> Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak wasn't on America's home videos. Was, Wait. That was Bob Saget. What? Oh, whatever. Okay. Um, I'm also dying slowly, so. Well, all right. We'll tell you what. Let me go ahead and hit the button then. Let's go ahead and get uh get talking about uh the, today's topic. The, 
awesome like 80s theme for this the, show. The best theme, I would say. The screen wipes for this, the transition, the title cards are like my favorite. Yes. And and the theme just whatever, still whatever, gives me goosebumps. Whatever that, it, it, whatever that is, that is my aesthetic. I will say this much. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's, Far uh, Cry Dragon? Far Cry Blood Dragon, yeah. yeah. All right. theme yeah no, i already I, feel trepidatious i actually like that because i I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the kind of new wave of synth wave all that kind of stuff if i love perturbator and laser hawk and carpenter brute all those guys and so like some of them one of them needs to do a remix of this they would make it like awesome oh uh, and it, it and you, the continuation like th- this intro would actually play for like a good minute and a half before because they would just go through like yes, the detailings like, let's of just everything. like title card title card detail title card just spooky 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 just keep feeding me that like like very john carpenter synthy like, kind of so th- whereas like for sabrina she was watching a lot of scary movies this was actually my scary thing growing up because it was the show that we're on, our family would watch it. I don't know why. It was probably just for like the the sort the, of newsiness about it. There was newsiness because there was definitely like, hey, there was kidnapping. So hey, can you find this kid? There was a kidnapping somewhere in this country. Yeah, there, you know, there was there was crime, so there was most wanted's to it. But then there were just straight up like aliens and D and D. Yeah, the, like aliens and scares of like demons and things like that. And I, I mean. This show definitely implanted like the the U the like alien UFO fear that I had for the longest time. Oh, is this where it came from? Yeah, this oh, is where it oh. came from. So when I was growing up, I had the like I totally would watch the show and then think that there was an alien outside my window just just hovering there on the second story, staring in my window. Just like, yo. Get, well, not even, not even like he was just straight looking in right. with, without moving. It creeped me the hell out. It happened like twice, like in two sequential nights until I was t- finally like, wait, how is he on the second story just, looking in? I'm on a hover a tiny, platform. Yeah, tiny flying hover. I mean, no, shows like this. Sh- I shut your gob, small head. Like, I could, even at the age where I was, like, sort of mentally capable of taking care of myself enough to stay at home, even with two, like, 100-pound-plus, like, literal guard dogs, like, I never felt comfortable. Like, it took a long time for me to, like, feel comfortable staying home alone, because, like, there are so many, like, child abducted from staying home alone. Parents thought they could go out for 15 minutes, and they came back to an empty house with, like, a, a rose left on the windowsill, you know? like Is it a vampire that abducted the child? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Well, uh, according to va- according to Vampire the Masquerade, that child like broke some of the traditions. So <laughs> they had to be picked up by the Archon, and they're about to be go be up, be like burned at the stake. Or like you know, one single window was open, or something like that. Right. Uh, but like mysterious circumstances, and like uh, making you uh, like fearful of like. Even the slightest contact with strangers, like I feel like this show, I put a lot of fear on me as a child. I never, I've never seen this show before uh, until it was brought up. But like, like I totally like, ooh, if this was on, I would totally have been watching this. Yeah, this is this was perfect. Like flipping through the channels, catching it on, and going like, 
Oh. It's, it's one o'clock like, in the morning. The info infomercials will be here shortly. Yeah. Right. But it's like, it's, it's like, it's got that kind of like gooey, scary, just like, ooh, what's this about? Yeah. And I watch right. It and- we're going to present you some information and we're going to have somebody with a reasonable opinion and somebody with a less reasonable opinion and we will not help you decide. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk. And I appreciate that, that they're just like, listen, here's the, there's, here's the pieces you've put it together however you want. Did this happen or not? Like, it's not, it's not like how it is now where it's just like, this is my opinion. This is why you should think that way. <laughs> the Alex Jones approach. Yeah. Um, so the, so the main thing I is, hear you, but I feel like there's a lot of like false equivalents here. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, the, so because it is a clip show, I decided to pull some of the very best, uh, because there are a lot of parts of the show that are just like, Hey, you know, Mysteri- this designed to make old people scared. Well, well, some are also just like a World War II veteran, like letters from the war. Undelivered. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah so like weird. missing persons. Yeah. And, you know, so some of them are definitely more like eye catching than others. Um, so the ones that I went with, and all these are from season one, which I actually found out all of season one is free to view, regardless if you have Prime on oh. Amazon. Um, some of the, the other ones that I really wanted to get to, like the Allagash abductions, scared to death, uh, the tall man house, those, uh, were on later episodes that just, there's not an easy way to get it unless you have Amazon Prime to, to view all that stuff. Or, you know, you have it, you, you actually purchase the discs. You, you have it. recorded it on your VHS. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the ones we went for were all season one and still really good season one, uh, ones, uh, as well as one additional I was able to find. So the ATM guy, which is season one, episode 12, where's Carrie? Uh, the Carrie Lynn Nixon case, which was season one, episode 24, uh, and the satanic pan- panic Kurt McFall case, season one, episode two. Which is local news. Which uh, is Bay Area. But, um, um, I, yeah, I, the ATM one felt like the most mundane one. Like the setup for that is like, uh, yeah, that's probably what happened. And that's like, that is that that is a known quantity, so. but it's also spooky because you get to see his face. That it's was right only there. like this weird like edge, and I, I saw the, their reconstruction drawing was terrible. <laughs> like, it was he, like it's like okay, it's kind of a guy. He's, he's got kind of a big nose, and, like, and then like the drawing is like some but sort of. But he like, might also be a goblin. He might, or he might also be like a terribly stereotypical like Native American man. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, he was thing- he was robbed by Iron Eyes Cody. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the then the thing is with all of these. Like especially since years have gone by, it's like, oh yeah. By the way, they found that guy's body. So. Right. Sometimes like there'll be a little update card at the bottom, be like, oh yes. By the way, he's dead. Yeah, which is generally what it turned <laughs> no out shit. to be. Um, but yeah, that that one was just it was spooky because hey, this guy went to an ATM late at night, and then suddenly there were all these weird transactions, and they went for days, and then he vanished, and then they found him dead. Well, then they say also they said like he was apparently wandering around or something. I don't like. Maybe it was. Well, this is this is also one that's like a th- a thing that would not happen nowadays. No, they thought that they that he might have been wandering around because people said that they saw him li- by later. Uh, like a homeless shelter. Yeah, but then they but then they found his body and were like, oh no, he oh, pretty much died no. the night that he was. Yeah, they got to shot him back then. So like that was an odd one. Yeah. But it's also a thing that would just not happen in the idiots, because it's like any any place where there's ATMs in front of a camp, in front of a bank. I like that they very rarely called it a an, an ATM, but they were like the te- automa- the night teller, yes, the, night the automatic teller. teller, which sounds like a, a mystery to me. 
Yes. The Night Teller. We can't decide what the show's theme is, uh, theme song is, so feel free to insert your own. Um, the next one was... Uh, Get out. I quit. I'm leaving again. The, uh, I've been through a lot of trauma. Uh, the next one was one... this is one of them. The next one was one put in here, specifically the tug on your heartstrings. The where's Carrie, which is just like put you through the put you through the tail and then just give you a tiny t- uh, title card right there at the bottom, uh, which I do have the follow up and the further information about it. Uh, so this girl uh, was just going d- down the street to go to a grocery store, pick up some things, and come right back, and she never returned. It's like she supposed to, she disappeared within like a seven hundred foot stretch on this on like her home street, right, and then just vanished. And they were her family were just like she brought she if she was a runaway she took nothing right like there was there was money left in her room all of her stuff was at home she was wearing like sweatpants and in the 80s they didn't have like cool sweatpants they were just like ugly ones so you know like a teenage girl would not have been like i'm gonna leave looking like this right so she and it's this one is very weird as well because like then there's the entire part where the new kids on the block are brought in because she (laughs) appeared suddenly there's this musical angle of this yeah there's this weird part where it's like they thought that she was in a music video in on this case (laughs) (laughs) well yeah like they they filmed the music video and her parents were like we see her but like there's also like there's this intermediate step of this old lady who says that like uh, a little girl came up to her with his other little girl and like the second little girl said that her name was Carrie and she was unwilling to like give her any other conversation. And so like a hypnotherapist uh, oh, yeah. like gets always in contact with a- <laughs> her. Right, always a great way to go. Well, like hypnotherapy is a really interesting form of therapy, but like as an evidence gathering method, right. it has been thoroughly discredited. Right. Um, so like, you know, uh, like the therapist has to ask questions and often they give leading signals. So like you can't trust anything this little old lady who wants to say. Right. Uh, yeah. She's happy somebody's talking to her. Right. And, like, of course she wants to help. She's going to try really hard to remember what happened. And you can, like, it's called confabulation. You can make up memories that didn't happen and be very sure in them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, this kind of stuff happens all the time. So it was just like, okay. So, and then, and then new kids on the block. And, like, they, they have, they have two of them, like, be like, yeah, if you see her or know her or if you are her, you call remember- somebody. If you're a like member they're of, super awkward with it. Right. If you're a member of Digital Underground and you have knowledge about this mirror case. <laughs> yeah, and then the and then that one ends with like a really just like, oh boy, I sure hope they find her. By the way, update, she was down, found dead. Yeah, I, I missed the title card. What was the what was the the final total? Uh, what do you mean by the final total? I just mean like so she was. They just found her dead. Like yeah, did they uh, find her dead in California? Well, they found her dead like within like a short distance from her home. Uh, basically, what it was was she was killed that night by a guy that pretty much abducted her, raped her, and then just killed her out in the field oh, because yeah. he was having a hard time with his wife and needed someone to take it out on. Huh. Yeah, it's oh. real awful. Well, see, this is actually kind of strange, because a lot of them, they're like, oh, it turned out they were murdered by somebody they know, which is like, what happens to most people? Like, most violent crimes happen right. to someone from someone they know. But once in a while, you, there's just a crazy guy. <laughs> there is somebody who thinks that that is a good way to deal with his problems, instead of, I don't know, writing a letter or calling his mom. 
Yeah, and pretty much like he was going to be put in. He and his wife were going to be put in for uh, like armed robbery and everything. And his wife went like, "Ah, uh, you know, he did kill a girl." And they went to him and said, "Um, no, he volunteered." The oh, he vo- oh yeah, he volunteered the information to get her off. So he's like, "I could tell you about that time I killed a girl." What was that? It's like, yeah, <laughs> come come again? <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> so um uh, he seems like a cool guy yeah so that one that one is this on here just because it is the gut punch of course you've heard this so the gut punch doesn't hit as much but it's still it's still a good one just for the the like oh Did they explain God. how they how she was like her body was found so close to her home and, no like, the guy led her to he he literally picked her up well, I know, I know, but I'm like, why? But like, they had like the the local, like the national guard come, and yeah, like every looked, and the sheriffs, and they somehow and- missed it, and it was apparently like very close by. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, like they had many, many searches, and like the state police were like, we've looked fucking well, didn't everywhere. Did he bury her in a cemetery? No, he he buried her, but he probably buried her elsewhere. Oh. I I could pull up the information on it. Uh, anyway. Actually, I do have it listed here. So let's see. Uh, if you really want me to, uh, oh, we gotta solve this mystery. <laughs> I think it's been solved. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So the details of it. Um, Robert Anthony Jones confessed to her kidnapping, rape, and murder. He had been arrested for numerous bank robberies. He confessed the murder in an effort to get his wife, Teresa, a lighter sentence for driving the getaway car from a local bank heist with their two children inside. Good you know, Lord. good adults. Yep, cool guy. Like this case just gets worse. Uh, he had kidnapped Carrie at gunpoint and drove her uh, to his parents' camp, where he raped, strangled, and shot her. He buried her in. A remote J property the following morning. Huh. J property? Uh, I believe that's one of his like his family name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, at the time, he was 23, living in Bar Harbor, Maine, with his family. Again, Maine. Uh, he had <laughs> returned to his hometown for a long week visit when he abducted Kari, uh, whom he had spotted when he was buying beer at the local store. He later returned uh, to the off Sable Forks area, uh, where he settled with his wife only 200 yards away from he- where he had bur- buried her. Uh, under the negotiated plea, he secured an 18-year-to-life sentence for the robberies and her murder. Uh, and he is now an inmate in Sing Sing Prison, and the first parole board hearing was in 2011. He was denied parole, and as of 2016, remains in prison. Huh. So. Well, we solved that one. Yep, that one's that one was uh, solved and not happily. Occasionally, there you will just get a on on, if it's, on a rare occasion it will just be some crazy murderous like asshole. Yeah, and that that's probably one of the best worst examples because you're just like, ha, there's no that wasn't a good answer. Uh, here, here's that answer was disturbing, and unsatisfying. <laughs> that wasn't really a mystery. That was just terrible human nature yeah. all right so here's the one here's the oddity the bay area Whoa. oddity that it's, it's the one, one that everyone so we all actually several of us have connections to this oh one. we have like yeah this I, 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 not directly we didn't as far as i know <laughs> nobody here knows the uh names involved but i lived really close to a similar story uh, it was me i was the utah hat guy <laughs> all right uh the kurt mcfall case 
On Saturday, September 6th, 1984, 17-year-old Kurt McFall left his home in Concord, California, headed to nearby San Francisco, where he planned to spend the night and return home the next day. However, he never returned, and on Monday, September 10th, his bruised body was found on an isolated beach at San Francisco Bay. His father, Tom, suspected foul play. He received a phone call the day after Kurt vanished, and it claimed that Kurt tried to escape from a cult and feared for his life. After he received the phone call, Tom searched his son Kurt's room and found the suspicious items. For years, Kurt had been interested in the game Dungeons and Dragons. What is that? And a year before his death, had joined the creative uh, the society, society for creative anachronism. Oh no! The, oh no! The SCA, in which members participated in events related to medieval times. Etc. Etc. Yeah, uh, Hillary Powers, president of SCA, stated that Kirk enjoyed his time in the SCA, and she did not believe the organization had anything to do with uh, her, his death. Her interview alone is an unsolved mystery. I want to figure out what's up with her. <laughs> she seems really tense, which I uh, sort of believe because I can imagine that, like, in this time and era of like that satanic panic, right. that like she probably had so many like really unpleasant interviews that she just learned to like shut down in survival mode. Yeah, it it just like her, but she was also like a slightly manic through the whole thing. It was like I was like I was like whoa, okay, hold on. So that was yeah, odd. definitely because like one of the things that uh, that the they try to involve actual members of investigations and families and crimes in these reenactments whenever possible. Um, and sometimes it's very clear when they do and very clear right. when they don't. And I feel like this is a case of like somebody who's just not very good at being interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, th- and this really actually involved. And that's specific to season one of the show. Later seasons, they actually hire actors. But season one specifically, they always try and get the people who are part of it. But, yeah, it seems <laughs> kind of cruel, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, some um, of it. So this, I mean, like for the audience, like this one is like the kid who's simultaneously like well liked and popular, but he's also like. In the SCA. In the SCA and doing, been playing D&D in the early 80s. Yeah. Like, this is first edition. He's guys. also, he was part of a group that was, uh, if, who introduced Kurt to paganism, uh, you, who if, others if, thought were cult-like groups. If, if, I just want to say, if you've ever tried to run or read, like, the first edition AD&D, you would want to, like, kill people for Satan, because that game is not easy to play. It's like, ugh. Uh, let's see. Gabriel Carrillo, uh, I believe is the name, as the leader of the second group that Kurt had become involved with and is the person whom Kurt spent the night with the day he vanished. Around midnight, Kurt went swimming at Ocean Beach in San Francisco and then went to Camarillo's apartment. Kurt left to the apartment around 3 a.m. and he said he headed back to Ocean Beach. The next day, his car was found on a nearby golf course in the state of disarray. Kurt's license was on the floor. His keys were in the seat and a single $20 bill in the glove compartment. Uh, the suit of armor that he had made for the SEA group was not in the trunk and random beer bottles were found in the car. But Tom stated his son Kurt did not drink. Uh, and the, the, and the toxicology report that showed that he didn't have any alcohol in the system either. At 10.15 the next day, Kurt's body was recovered from the cliffs below where his car was uh, was found. I, oh, I felt bad for that reenactor had to be the body in that one. It's like, yeah. you are shirtless body in Bill Wadham jeans. Yeah. Don't breathe. Nope, you're breathing. We see that. Uh, yeah, his uh, body was recovered, uh, found there were no external trauma, although he did ha- he had no shoes, socks, or shirt. Coast Guard believed he may Wasn't have fallen off cuts, the cliff. Wasn't he covered in cuts, though? Uh, his back or something? 
Let's see. I mean, I believe he got cut, but that they said that it was indicative of just like being out in the the, the waves, waves and, the and the rocks kind of going against yeah. you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Coast Guard believe he may have fallen from the cliffs. The coroner ruled that he had died from multiple traumatic injuries and blood loss, uh, but it was unknown how those injuries occurred. It is, uh, is was assumed that Kirk died from the fall, but unknown as to whether if it was an accident or the result of someone who pushed him over the cliff on purpose. Um, this one, like the introduction of like the cult aspect, like this sounds entirely made up. Yeah. Like, ha- like, I think, and it, like, we were gonna get into the satanic panic part, I'm sure, but this is one of the ones where it's just like, um, I'm gonna just go ahead and ignore this section of this, cause this, like, makes zero sense. Right, like, as a sort of threatening detail, um, Carrillo, the, the quote unquote cult leader, um, they mentioned that he has a, like, he uses a Welsh name, and we know how, like, threatening Welsh, Welsh is. We, we know how, like, evil and plotting the Welsh are. A notoriously difficult people. Uh, yeah, Tom Jones. <laughs> start. I mean, come on. A history of violence and wild... Yeah, I mean, come on. I, this, this, I mean, this just felt like this is, like, old, old person's 80s primer to, like, what these What is the kids- Tom Hanks movie, Maces and Monsters? Yes. It felt like that. Yeah, it's just like man, is, I'd love to watch that just th- to I'm sure it's like just awful. Have I'm you sure n- have you neither of you? No. Nope. No. <gasps> it's worth watching. I'm it's just, only to like yell at the inconsistencies on the Right. It, it, this is like it's just like they're hitting all the most obvious high notes. It's like and he had like a weird like deer knife and like rocks on a string and uh, then like there's a cult and like we were all worshiping Satan because we just played D and D. Okay, like, well I oh. think we should say for complete for to to be completely honest, uh, you run a D and D campaign with me Which, and Sabrina in it. Well, okay, I, I'm, I'm saying like it's I I think it's it's not so much D and D. I think that D and D is a funny diversion in this story. I think that there is a great like I, I want to talk about the satanic panic. Well, no, I'm just I'm just saying like for the ridiculousness the conflict of, of interest. I, yes, here. the the, the okay. oh no, I was a member of D&D. the SCA, right? And so it's like, and, it, and I may have larped at one point. So <gasps> law, it's it's no, it's just, it's funny. Like I, I sure there's a conflict of interest, but like the accusations being leveled against these groups are so patently absurd. Oh right, and his friend who this is like <gasps> this is like Jack Chick. It is past like, midnight. <laughs> Yes. Um, uh, yeah, no, and like his friend who was, uh, shelling out some of the details about the, the strange Welsh cult, um, <laughs> like he wanted his, his face hidden and he's like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I, I don't want to have my, I, like, <laughs> I'm afraid they will seek retribution for my part in bringing them to the light or whatever. Well, and also like his, that guy is like, if these people actually were after you, I'm sure they could figure, from the, what you've said, and, like, the fact that you're, like, obviously wearing this, like, BYU hat, like, I'm sure they could figure find you in about five seconds. You like, know, the great Brigham Young University. This is the problem with giving a tape interview if you're the member of, like, an evil murderous cult. Like, there are, like, five of you, guy. Like, they'll figure out who, who it is. Right, and, like, the guy's dad, the, the fellow who died, um, his dad kept saying, like, oh, I, well, I can't accept that this was just an accident. Right. Yeah, that's you know, not a good I'm sign. Like, <laughs> Like, I know, like, losing a kid is a traumatic event, and, like, especially a young man who looked as promising, um, you know, as, 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 uh, this young man was, but, like, I can't accept is not a, a, a healthy place to stand. No, especially when you're, when you're, like, your, em- oh, you, the target opportunity is, like, well, it's just gonna be an incredibly implausible and basically unprovable thing. <sighs> this will clearly allow me to move on from my child's death. 
Yeah. And the, the problem being is that, you know, the, the, the two most likely things is A, he slipped off the cliff. B, he slipped off the cliff because of someone else that was like drinking beer and stuff like that. But there's no way that you can then put the assumption that it's like, oh, and it's because of these groups. I mean, like the, the setting though is, is like very romantic to that sort of idea. It's, it's, uh, like, and I mean like romantic, it's in like high drama. Oh yeah. Like, I mean like, he's, he's a good kid. Like he's a good kid. And like there's like these cliffs by the ocean. Like it's a perfect spot for like a, a ritual. Right. To somebody who doesn't do that kind of stuff. Right. It's you know, like, like, oh, look how high drama this, this scene is. Like it's, it's set like in a movie. And of course, like you don't want to believe that your kid just fell off a cliff meaninglessly. I mean, like, I, like, I'm not even willing to like discount that he might have been like stupidly murdered for basically, for like, like, well, they apparently like, they took his like shitty SAA armor. <sighs> like, okay. So I, it's, it, there's so many things that just like, this makes way more sense if you just ignore the cult aspect of it. Which is, yeah. like, tenuous at best. Yeah. So. All right. So there's one of these that I put as the extra credit before, but then I brought it up and was like, there's so many weird oddities and extra things to it that I wanted to cover. So it's the voice from the grave movie. So the basis of this, let me find the uh, details. Um It wasn't really a movie, though. It, well, it wasn't, but I think we caught a shorter version of it. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, boy, this is a bad time for me not to have the link. You might have to do some editing, Josh. I might. So late. Mags keeps making me ti- more tired every time she yawns. <laughs> yeah, it's, they yawn. It's, it's their fault. <laughs> You're you're draining the you're draining the energy out of me. <laughs> yes, you're by Welsh, sitting over and being sleepy. Ma- your evil Welsh magic. <laughs> Be gone, Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on you. Um. Okay, here we go. Uh, so here's the thing. So the the story is that of ter- of Teresa Bassa who was murdered in 1977, far, far before this show was actually ever created. Right. A good, like, 12 years before. But the story goes is that she was murdered in a in a in her apartment, stabbed. Her apartment was set on fire to try and cover everything up. Um, and she and the police go, well, but there's no evidence. We don't have anything. This is cold. We can't solve it. Right. Uh, then her coworker or a coworker in the hospital that she worked at starts having these visions and starts like saying like, Oh, this is the murderer. Oh, you know, I, she's, I'm speaking through her and I'm, I'm a character in a Stephen King novel. Yeah. She's saying that this and not is not one of the good ones. No. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this is the person that killed me. Look for this. And then. The police, like, putting together, like, oh, check the jewelry, look at the jewelry, and is like, oh, the jewelry matches up, weird. And then the guy just going like, yeah, I killed her for fun. Well, that's spooky. All right. So she came, she had this telepathic, like, conversation beyond the grave that caused this man to, to admit guilt. And the more me and Sabrina looked at it, the more this seems sketchy as hell. Uh, well, because I, I like, as a, as a listener of another very high quality podcast called The Dollop, they had an episode about this, about this exact thing, which took place in the 19th century. 
and it was the only time in American legal history in which, like, the, the, like, information provided by a ghost was actually allowed as legal testimony through a, like, weird series of legal chicanery in which it was, like, a a, a, a crazy woman said that, like, the dead, the, the spirit talked to me and her, her, like, testimony was taken in even though it was technically provided by a ghost. Mm-hmm. But it actually did lead, lead to the killer. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, like, there's there's some other weird things like the guy was taken in for like first degree murder right. but only served 4 years. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like if yeah, somebody I, served for first degree murder, you would expect them to be in longer I mean, than like a, 4 that's years. That's like a misdemeanor, right? I mean, it's 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 insanely low. He was low. supposed to have been there for at least fifteen. <laughs> yes, but was out within four, which in itself is just kind of like, especially I've, since the way he the way he stated his confession, that would have been premeditated murder, which should have been, I believe, life a life sentence. Right. That's that's like murder in the first degree. Yeah, which is part of the reason of why there's so many like odd cons- inconsistencies with this. Like, right. first off. It seemed like to me that this could have come from two different locations. Like you have the, 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 if you take it at face value, this is a guy that did the worst robbery job ever. Right. Well, he was like, caught by a ghost. Well, it was, he was caught, <laughs> Wild he was caught by a ghost, but his basis was like he was going to go to her house to help fix her TV. So he decides. So that's going to be a murder or a porno. But the problem was, is just like, he goes and he goes like, ah, I got to fix your TV. I'm going to need to get some tools. And on the way to get his tools, he goes like, you know, I should just murder her. I could murder her and take her stuff, which seems like Stand- the dumbest decision you would then make. TV repairman thing. Come on. Um, Josh, isn't that the-, the plot of Cable Guy? <laughs> I, it's just, it makes zero sense why somebody would suddenly just make that turn. He is here to fix the couple. Yeah, especially since they work together. Yeah. Um, my other assumption, the only other thing that seemed like it could potentially make sense is the jilted lover, like, go, but there's no sign of that. Right. No detail of that. I, this sounds like all like someone who confessed to a crime they did not commit. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I was the ghost. I killed the ghost. Oh, well, uh, I, I did it. You have to think this is 1977. We're still like we're still dealing in kind of in the weird era where it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> blacks have rights. Hooray. People confess to murders all the time. Well, no, but I'm saying like blacks have rights. Like, hooray, hooray. But there's still some strife inside of there. There is this, there's the, the lady that said, had the entire ghost thing did not like the guy. He, she was scared of him. She was scared of him and very well could have come up with this story of, oh, I bet he killed this lady. Right. And my thing is. Was he a person of color? Yes. Oh, then, yeah, no, that becomes suddenly way more plausible. Oh, yes. wait a second. Okay. <laughs> yes, it yeah. actually... Yeah, you left that out. Ding, ding, like, ding, police ding, ding, abuse ding. of a person of color. Oh, no, that's wildly... Like, oh, no. That's the true mystery. Why would I have thought that? It's, yeah. It was the black guy. How do you know this? The ghost told me. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's so... That's this case is, apparently. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, basically, my thoughts are, is that... He confessed, he was like, no, no, I didn't do it. Of course I didn't do it. This is stupid. But the problem was, is that he 
went into court, I believe he thought that he was going to get a hung or that he thought he was going to be like, who's going to listen to this? This lady is saying that a ghost stated that I did this. Right. But the problem is, is that it went in and the jury was hung. And well, I, I mean, they did have the evidence of of he did give her jewelry to his girlfriend. Can you imagine being that guy's lawyer? Like, um, okay, uh, John, you That's, might have to commit. Uh, you might like. It sounds like this ghost thing really has some traction. You might need to confess to this. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm the worst lawyer in the world. Well, probably a lesser version of that. I'm probably saying that the jury got hung and the the defense lawyer was just like, listen, buddy, you probably want to just go ahead and go with whatever they offer you. If you confess, they could probably get you a real light sentence, et cetera, so forth. We get you in and out of there. And the guy is actually generally concerned that he's like, I, I could be on death row. I, well, I could be I, in here I'm, for I'm life. I'm a black man in the United States like like justice system in 1977. If I can get away with four years, I might be lucky, Like, unfortunately. Yeah, so, I, yeah, that's what the thing, the more I listen, the more I figured this out, the more I'm like, I don't, I don't think this is a case of like a ghost telling this woman. I believe this is a case of like wrongful imprisonment. Wait, wait. Josh. I mean, he, like I said, though, he did have her jewelry. That's the I, only thing that makes you go, well, I would want to know the story around that, but that's still super circumstantial. Right. This, like, this is, this sounds like, yeah, it's like. Well, we can either we can either believe that our justice system is, is in, inherently corrupt. Yes, the the Chicago uh, social system. Oh, it's Chicago, Chicago. Area. Yeah, better disproportionately imprisons like like people of color at, a, at, an, at, a, at an enormous rate, or the word of a ghost. <laughs> well, when you put it like the that, ghost of a white lady. <laughs> Whoa, wow, well, wow. Well, she's twice as white now. Oh, she's not, she wasn't white. She was Filipino. Oh, okay. Okay. The lady that accused him was also Filipino. Not that there is an Asian black racism. There totally is. Right. Just, so, but they're so, all, but so they're not white had, either. And he Teresa did that look. Was, that had belonged to the woman who had been murdered. So it died. supposedly had jewelry that, that, that her friends had matched up to the jewelry that he had given just a short while after her murder to his right his girlfriend. girlfriend and one of the pieces was something that was unique that she got from France so that's why they didn't think it could have been anyone else's hmm so yeah they ma- i think they said they matched three pieces of jewelry to what sh- people have seen her wear before oh. Ghost right, time, but then. so like eyewitness testimony from the past was like the evidence that this had once belonged to her yeah okay no, that's totally her jewelry. Seems cool. Yeah, like... Uh, Put them away. No, like I said, one of the pieces, though, they said was something that she had bought in France. So it was a unique piece of jewelry. Right, but it, it's like it, it's like a circumstantial connect. Like Right, like the chain of cu- the custody here has been... Uh, I know that chain of custody, it doesn't actually refer to this, but like, it was not... Like, was there photographic evidence of her having it? Like, or does this necessarily mean that, like, oh, well, then he definitely murdered her because he maybe, like, stole some jewelry? Right, like, at best, this is evidence towards, but maybe not worth, con- uh, uh, you know, uh, conviction-worthy of, of uh, you know, like... Yeah, it's so, yeah, so anyway, like, you sound like, Josh, we were, like, winding up for, winding up to, like... No, there's no, there's oh. no, like, rela- there's oh. no, well, like, that's... the guy that, the, the man that was imprisoned, uh, which was, uh, let's see, Alan Showery, 
who pled guilty, uh, pretty much served four years and then has vanished off the face of the planet afterwards. Ghosts got him. Well, <laughs> or this, this it, Filipino ghost lady. Got yeah, he, no, clearly what the true answer. Wait, did they find her body? Yeah, well, yeah. they found her body. It was well, I, mean, building. I, I think okay. it was like a charred like remains. So. Okay, so it could have been they planted a fight, fake body. Oh boy, they were this, running yes. away together. You know, like uh, interracial marriages were still illegal in many states. Um, so clearly, she gave him some jewelry that was important to her, uh, and 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 he had this girlfriend that he was going to hang out with for a little bit, and then like once uh, the suspicion had cleared, he was just going to boost it. Uh, but or not boost it because that means to sell something. And this is seventies. Everyone's wearing like late seventies people wearing a lot of a lot of like perm, like a lot of polyester, very flammable. <laughs> right, things just went wrong. Everyone's smoking. Happens, oh. and the next second, bam, ghost. <laughs> and now I'm just in a coworker telling you this person killed me. So was he also a coworker of the woman who died? Yes, he was yep. orderly okay. that worked at the hospital that her and no, the- see, then definitely, like I'm, I'm really behind my like forbidden love, mm. forbidden love gone wrong. That is spicy. And so, so yeah, so like she accidentally dies in the meantime, um, and and then he's like, well, I guess she's dead. Might as well like move on with my life. Hey, you know, meets this other woman, and then like her ghost uh, <laughs> comes back to, and then the to ghost finger of- him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, ghost fingering. <laughs> we Damn we it. finally got here. <laughs> Can we leave? How soon can we go? Showcat is very angry right now. Showcat is having a problem. He's having a hissy fit. He's trying but, to go somewhere. Oh, but like I was saying, for like, but as far as the, for this episode, I wanted I wanted to make a statement about the satanic panic thing. Go for it. And it just like this is something I find particularly interesting because it's like it's so recent, like, and 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 it's like it's so recent and it's so widespread. It's so re- and it's such like an obvious like oh my like you people have lost your minds the case i always want to point to is people listening i highly recommend uh the story of the west memphis three uh there are a series of documentaries that were made contemporary like right after the case and then shortly afterwards and so there's three three of them called paradise lost uh and then there's there's three there's three of them but it was it's a small town west memphis uh they like these three kids are charged with like this satanic ritual murder of a bunch of local children. And it's like, it's incredibly circumstantial evidence based on like hearsay and testimony. And, but they're like three kind of goth weird kids in this small, like Southern town. And it's like, Oh, well everyone's like, and everyone just 100% at face value took like, Oh yeah, they're into Satanism and you know, D and D and whatever. And they were all charged with murder. And they spent years and years, and I think they spent, like, almost almost ten years in prison, like, appealing and everything. And it finally ended in, uh, it's called, like, an Alford plea. So they, it's a weird, like, legal loophole, but they are finally out. And it was, like, basically every witness that was called had has, like, later recanted their story. And was like, I either, like, I made that up, just straight up, or, like, I was coerced to make this confession... There's the evidence is like, like there's no evidence left, but like it's very obvious the local like police and everything don't want to admit that they made like a terrible problem like error. There were other people who had like way more circumstantial motivation to do it, but it's a famous one that like they were three weird kids in a close knit Christian community that like no one really liked them and they were like these weird social outcasts like oh, yeah they're the murderers Satan they did it for Satan. 
um, and that we, that that Kurt, uh, that that story we talked about earlier, I forget what his last name was, but it, it, that touched on that because it was like widespread. And then this this shot all over the country. This was like the late eighties, early nineties thing was that everyone was everyone with a giant like permed up like old lady hair believed that there were satanic cults that were secretly running everything, and there were these child sacrifices. Yeah, I was, uh, this is not, this is only related in talking about the satanic panic, but I was reading a book by a child psychologist. Yes. Who did some work in Texas, where a small community had basically gone up in flames over accusations of, um, child abuse and ritual satanic abuse. The book is called The Boy Who's Racist Dog. It's really good if you like sad things. Um, but just like, yeah, you can, you can just tear a town apart. It, like it was a, a, a modern day witch hunt in the most directly correlative ways. All you needed was some testimony and a grudge. And then, yeah. And well, there, that's, this happened in several places where it was like hearsay evidence, which was later cl- clearly just personal vendetta motivation. And additionally, like, again, this is about the time that like sort of hypnotherapy and repressed memories. Well, that was, yeah, this is a big component of it. And there were all these people, like, especially teachers and like, like childcare people who are accused of like the, like is increasingly insane tales of like ritual satanic abuse, all of which based on like, like testimony from children, which is later revealed, like, oh no, this is completely faulty. Oh yeah, no, you, this they're the, the the repressed memory specialist working with this child is had these leading questions, complete, like, like top to bottom, complete bullshit. Yeah, and so it's like, but they're like, but not only was there there were people who wanted to believe this, but there was a significant like political leverage behind this because this is also the rise of the religious right in America. This is Jerry Falwell. This is Tipper Gore too. Who's another character yeah. I don't care much for, but like, so there were there were people with a vested political interest in pushing this, and it became a huge thing. And it's like people like these the West like West Memphis Three, like these people saw time in prison for murder because like uh, there were a bunch of anxious Southerners who thought that like this like the oh we need like this total like 18th century scapegoating going on, and yeah, it's it's infuriating, it's fascinating, and this kind of touched on it. And it, and, it, and it touches on, like, that period when, like, remember when we thought that, like, all nerds were, like, worshipping Satan and murdering people for Satan? And, like, oh, no, it's just a bunch of made up. Like, we're not going to, like... Like, had had sophisticated networks uh, in which to ritualistically murder and then destroy evidence. Yes, and then, like, going to the highest level of government. And I just, I just love that, like, like everything else that involved every pet issue of the religious right that turns out to be, like, another pile of bullshit... It's like, well, we'll just quietly sleep on the rug and let's not ever pretend. Let's just pretend and just never talk about that time that we all lost our goddamn minds. And so, yeah, I, I, I get real, like, annoyed and, like, emotional about this. And not just because of the D&D aspect. I, I just think that's, like, it's so patently, like, this is so stupid. And, like, this is so wildly absurd. Right. And, like, <laughs> if you just took a moment and took a deep breath. Right. You know, and but, thought about. But I could it. be scared. Yeah, but I. Yeah, but like this is this is early clickbait news. <laughs> yes, this is this is early fake news, guys. So yeah, this, there's this one weird thing you can do to the one <laughs> to be scared you can't of the death glare that I'm giving Josh. Yeah. <laughs> he can. <Ugh. laughs> clickbait so, of unsolved. Like we solved these mysteries, and it turns out not people who are willing to tell you like. Easy, like scandalous answers for your for your like weird, uncomfortable existential problems are probably lying to you. So, well, one of the things I sort of like uh, in rewatching these, like the um, 
the the narrator figure is this this <laughs> older man cool guy right like but he's always very calm and his voice is not quite so perfect that would be robert stack stack there we go but like he's this very authoritative voice and he hands you these sort of like uh tantalizing right and like uh they do have cool stuff like letters that didn't get written or like folks who saved other folks and like they want to share stories <laughs> and like, he's dressed like a cartoon detective right exactly so he has this very authoritative view and like sometimes it's good news but a lot of times it's just bad news yeah and like you just keep watching stuff like this and it's really easy to accept this as like unchecked you know, like, well, they wouldn't put it on TV if it wasn't true. Yeah, no, this is like, this is like, the, watch this show long enough and you might believe that everyone out there is like a satanic rapist out to get you. Right, yeah, everyone wants to break into your house, you need to, I mean, I'm not saying don't lock your doors. <laughs> don't, um, yeah, don't, don't believe, like, or there at least, take a second look when someone's offering you, like, Easy and like very far reaching answers to like very weird, uh, very like upsetting and con- and like complicated issues in your life. Things are complicated and ans- it's not satisfying. And the answer, yeah, and the answer is almost always not just Satan. <laughs> almost always. They might well, be the aliens. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Turn to Satan in your prayers and Satan will become the answer. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, some things that I uh, should state on this. Uh, first off, some notable actors were on. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, first disclaimer, uh, none of us are paid act. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. That's <laughs> we have a Patreon. We're technically paid. Pe- oh, no. Paid. Uh, but uh, Unsolved Mysteries was actually one of the first roles for Matthew McConaughey. Also, ironically, like. That's all like, right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. The- themes which we later revisited in, the, in True Detective. Yes, he played a murder victim known as Texas Man. Uh, let's see. Oh, that would be so great if, like, because his character in True Detective, this is not really spoilers, has a background as, like, he went undercover for, nar- for like, narcotics, in which he pretended to be this, like, gangster operating out of Texas. I wish that was the same character. <laughs> well, let's see, uh, amazing. other, uh, other actors, Cheryl Hines, Stephanie Weir, uh, Bill Mosley, uh, Ned Bellamy, Holmes Osborne, Scott Wilskin, and, uh, Daniel Day Kim. Oh, I thought you said Daniel Day Lewis. No. I know. I was like, that's not how I expected Fuck, yeah. that to end. Yeah. Day Kim was in, um... Yep, Unsolved Mysteries. No. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you what You're <laughs> off microphone. We can't hear you, love. I can't get there. I'm sorry. You can come share my microphone. Okay, that's oh, neat. Okay. He was in Lost. Uh, comedian Mystery Blake Clark. And if you know where I can find that? Yeah. What? Oh, nice. Thanks. That was that took me a little bit. Uh, let's see. And I don't have a listing here, but the because they did have a lot of like the lo- lost children and stuff, they did actually get uh, a fair number of uh, children back home. Um, let's see. Is this show ever claimed to have solved the mysteries that like by? Like, I saw that man yesterday at the animated oh, yeah. machine. Uh, there was one. Uh, there was one case where they actually stated that an episode of Unsolved Mysteries aired, uh, and the two people that were put, that were the subject of the episodes were waiting for the cops to show up. Like, they knew, like, they were, they knew that, like, 
the episode aired. They knew the town that they had been in for a while because they had settled down and gotten nice and comfortable. And when the cops showed up, they were just like, yep, go ahead. All right. Put them on. Oh, they were yep. like the murderers. Well, they, they, yeah, they were the, they were the people in the show. They're oh. just like, yep, that's us. Go ahead. Yep. We, we, you, they, they found us. We knew that we couldn't run at this point because the entire town has been calling about this. So they, they were not, so that they definitely huh. did that. Uh, there definitely were children that were reunited, uh, after, you know, after the show. Like it, it, it did have a positive impact in those particular ways. And then aliens. Yeah, then now we have the and the, the bitchingest title cards I have ever seen. Oh, I, I was saying like this. This is like I am so down with all of like the the dressing for this show. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear like a crazy like you know dark synth like perturbator remix of the theme. I want those title cards. I would. I want my computer interface to be like that. Whatever that was. I just want Robert Stack to walk walk around and just talk. <laughs> no, he, like he's three men walk- unnerved me. Yeah. Like three men walked into a bar. One of them ducked. Only once. Yeah. <laughs> Only. <laughs> the other two never returned home. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Satan? Or like Seinfeld That's not. That like replaced the unsolved mystery music with the Seinfeld theme. And they were never seen again. And Oh, yeah. I, I, I. So I appreciated this show for like this show is schlocky and exploitative, but it's like I like like. It's like e- like with even, a, a patina of respectability. Yeah, but even now it's like ooh, this is like this is this is like schlocky fun, fun exploitative. <laughs> but like it's real people with real trouble. Right. So it's it's it's, it, it's it puts me in a weird place. Sometimes fun, sometimes sad, sometimes like it. It's sometimes just, the new kids on the block come and make awkward <laughs> statements. <laughs> and, sometimes, and sometimes it's sexy, sexy McConaughey, nineties <laughs> McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Before he saved the, before he saved humanity. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's going to cut us for this week. We have solved the mystery of unsolved we, we mysteries. We did it, guys. We did it. Did it for, that's the reason we did this episode is we could solve it. So there's no more unsolved mysteries. Yep. Great. We've answered everything. Yep. So we don't need Elect to go for it. to your local representatives. Kurt, the stack <laughs> is just like, like, you did it, guys. Good going. <laughs> right. One, uh, four people, one podcast. <laughs> All, All right. the mysteries were solved. <laughs> All right, and that'll take care of us for this week. It has been a long going. It is almost 1 a.m. for us. Which We've is had- appropriate for this, yeah. for this episode. It's got to be Help spooky. us. All right, so uh, let's see. We have the at SatFriends Twitter account. Uh, there is the SatFriendsClub.com uh, where you can find the episodes and everything. We're on iTunes. We're on Google. We're on, uh, I probably should double check and see if we're on Stitcher and all those other places. Probably be a good thing. I think we're on Stitcher. Probably on Stitcher. I I try to be thorough. Uh, it's, it's like a streaming podcast thing. It's oh, important. Okay. I am old. Yeah. Uh, there's Patreon, which, uh, we do have stuff. We do have one of the pre-shows out there, uh, and posts going up. Uh, we will be having fun. We have a Discord chat that you yes. can take part of. Contribute to Patreon. Join the Discord group. Give us your mysteries. We will solve them. <laughs> they will be solved. If you have any mysteries you'd like us to solve. Yes. <laughs> we are the solvers. Yep. We are solvents. 
So, um, and that will take care of us for this week. Uh, thank you everyone again. I love every single one of our listeners. You guys are awesome. Have a good time. Please, yeah. Don't find yourself on an episode of unsolved mysteries. And if so, it'd be really, really weird because you'd be in an episode about being a time traveler. <laughs> since the show's not going on anymore. Um, all right. Now take care of us from now till then. Sleep well, everyone. Good night. <laughs>